Blog Talk Radio.
I am Jehovah, the mighty God. Good afternoon, and welcome to Miracle Outreach Ministries on Sunday. We want to praise the Lord and thank him for his goodness to us in the land of the living. I'm Pastor Sabrina, so far, and I'm glad to be here. Brother Bill is here, and all of you are here. And the Lord says that when two or three of us are gathered together in his name, there he is in our midst. Amen. Good morning, good afternoon to all of you who are already in the chat room. Wipe the sleep out of your eyes in Jesus' holy name, amen? I know some of you don't get up until it's time for church, but it's time to wake up now, okay? Jesus is going to talk to us, amen. At least you didn't have to get up and get fully dressed and brush your teeth first, amen? Amen. We love you. Amen. So, we're going to have a wonderful time in the Word of God today. God has a word for us, as he always does. We brought our King James versions of the Bible, just as you have yours. And in a few minutes, we're going to celebrate Holy Communion. For those of you who do not know, we are a Christian Protestant internet church and a local church assembly. And we fellowship together every week on Wednesdays and Fridays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the United States of America and on Sundays at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the U.S. and whatever time it happens to be, wherever you are on the globe. Amen? Amen. If this is your first time listening to us and you're using your computer, and you're listening during a time while we're recording live, you will need to use your phone and dial area code 319-527-6235. Amen. And press 1 so that you can listen uh, through your phone and chat in the chat room through your computer or your tablet. Amen. If you're recasting a broadcast, that's not necessary. Just your computer or your tablet or your phone is all you need. Amen? And if you choose to recast today's message, all you need to do is wait till a few minutes that we're off the air and go to whatever device you choose. Use your browser and go to MiracleInternetChurch.com. That's MiracleInternetChurch.com. And then uh, use the link if you're on the phone. You'll need to use the three white lines against the black background. If you're on a computer or a tablet, that won't be necessary. But then go to the link that says Archive Sermon. Go to the link across the top that says Archive Sermons. If you're using the phone and you hit the three lines, it'll open down in a window for you. Amen? And when you go to Archive Sermons, just scroll down till you get to today's message. Amen? Click it and hit that arrow in the middle, and it will begin to play for you. And you can recast the entire broadcast. In fact, you have the ability to recast over 12 years of messages. Amen? 
over 12 years, we always broadcast at least two to three times per week. Amen? So there's plenty of words for you to fill your hearts with so you can stay out of trouble. Amen? And we like to stay out of trouble with God, don't we? They're not sure about that today, Lord. But they'll get it. They'll get the point. So you see things. We're standing in pretty good stead. It's just that now we're coming to the part where we need to repent. Amen. We're going to celebrate Holy Communion, but first we're going to repent, aren't we? Hi, Mom. How you doing? Amen. We get to repent of everything that wasn't right. And all that we should have done that we just didn't do. Amen. And all of our procrastination and all of our attitudes and those ugly little words that came out, some that came out, some that didn't. Amen. All of those things that he's still trying to get us to straighten up that we're taking our precious time getting done, we're going to repent all of that in a few minutes. Amen. Amen. That's a good thing. We get to do this. It's a wonderful thing to have the opportunity and the grace of repentance. Amen? Amen. We like to have a clean slate before the Lord. Because no telling what we'll need to pray for next, right? Amen. How's the sound? Amen. So we want to thank the Lord for his goodness to us in the land of the living. Because truly we all deserve to be crispy critters. But God is so merciful and he loves us. So we're still breathing. Isn't that great? I think it's great even if you don't. (laughs) Amen. And no matter what's going on in the world, no matter what crazy people are doing, because you know that's how they're acting now, they're in madness. They're having this this season of madness. And it's like that. You can tell. You can feel it in the air, all the confusion and disorder and lawlessness and all of that being in our world. But we don't have to let any of that on the inside. We can keep it on the outside and just focus on Jesus on the inside. Amen? We can stay in perfect peace because our minds and hearts are stayed on him. Amen? Amen. And so that's a wonderful thing to do because the devil's always going to send someone into our environment to test us, to try us, to try to actually just get on our last nerve. But you know that last nerve belongs to you and Jesus. They can't have it. And the devil can't have it either. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. So when they cut in front of you in traffic, just say, praise the Lord. Amen. You know how it is. They'll be behind you three cars, and you can see them in the rearview mirror. And all of a sudden, they'll be moving like a rocket, and they'll be flying down the road or the expressway outside the driver's uh, view. And then the next thing you know, they'll cut over three lanes and go out of an exit faster than they were going before. You know how they do that. So you just say, praise the Lord, and hope that nobody that's already down that exit gets hit. Amen. Amen. You know, here in Florida, they started an operation called Operation Slow Down. And the first time you get caught, they have a, an amount that you're going to pay for a ticket. No, they're not going to give you a warning. They're going to give you a ticket. And then the second time, it goes up. The third time, it really goes up. Amen? So if you like holding on to your 
your pocket change, and if you have a dollar bill or two, you'll need to slow down. Amen? You'll need to slow down. Amen. In fact, on the way, I saw one of the highway patrolmen uh, exercising his authority and doing his duty. Praise God. So everybody's going to come back into order, you know? Amen. Isn't that great? See, God is at work. Even when it looks weird, God is still at work. Praise the Lord. So, saints, we're going to do that R word, that repentance word. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, in the midst of a seemingly insane world, we stand as lights in the darkness. We stand with your light inside of us, that men, women, boys, and girls can see that Jesus is real and he's alive. Lord, sometimes we do the wrong thing, not because we're intending to, but because we do. Sometimes we let that old man explain and display himself first. And, Lord, that's wrong. So that was wrong, we sinned, and we confessed it before you. And then there are other things, Lord, that we were meaning to do. We, we had a good intention in our heart, but it didn't work out that way. Somehow we didn't quite get it together. So, Lord, we ask for forgiveness for those things, too. Then there's this other category of stuff, Lord, that you've already told us about that you want us to do. And we have an attitude. We don't want to do it. And we've been, we've been resisting, and we've been complaining, and we've been murmuring, and we've been whining, and we're about to get ourselves in trouble if we don't quit. So, Lord, help us to repent now. Amen. Help us to repent now. We don't want to get in trouble. That's not going to be fun. So, Lord, help us to repent and to change and to do what pleases you. Amen. Help us to do the thing that pleases you. Sometimes we have the wrong idea in our mind. And so we do the wrong thing because we didn't come and talk to you first. You know, we have that tendency, Lord, to just haul off and do something that's not what you want done. So we ask you, Lord, to wash us thoroughly from our iniquities and cleanse us from our sins because we're acknowledging our transgressions and our sin is ever before us. Against you and against you only have we sinned and done evil in your sight. And you are justified when you speak, and you are blameless when you judge us. Yes, Lord, we know we've done wrong. We ask you to hide your face from our sins and blot out all our iniquities. Create in us a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within us. Cast us not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from us. Restore unto us the joy of thy salvation, and uphold us with your free spirit. We thank you for hearing our prayer, Lord. We thank you for forgiving us of our sins. We thank you for your mercy and for your ever-abounding grace. 
We thank you for loving us and for showing us that love when Jesus came for 33 years and took all that the devil could throw at him. And then he went to the cross and died for all of us in spite of us. We thank you for reconnecting us to yourself, Father. We thank you for filling us with your precious Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for another chance to do it right. In your name, amen. And everybody said amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, if you have your elements, saint, we're going to begin. We're going to participate in Holy Communion. We're going to do it in remembrance of the Lord. We're going to celebrate his victory for us on Calvary that we share in. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, thank you, Lord, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Partake of the bread. After the same manner also, he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Thank you, Lord. Partake of the cup. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep or are dead. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. Amen for no condemnation. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, help us. Too often, we allow urgency to dictate our schedule. We allow it to schedule our actions. We are asking for you to help us to establish our priorities. We confess our sins and weaknesses of procrastination and a lack of organization. Our desire is to live purposefully, worthily, and accurately 
as wise, sensible, and intelligent saints. You, Lord, have provided us seven days, six to work and one to rest. We desire to make the most of the time, maximizing each opportunity. Help us to plan our days with you and to stay focused on our assignment. In the name of Jesus, we tear down, we bind, and we destroy every twisted mindset concerning time management in Jesus' name. We bind and destroy all barriers erected against the truth of God. We fit every thought, every emotion, and every impulse into the structure of life formed by Jesus Christ according to 2 Corinthians 10 and 5. We clear our minds of every obstruction and distraction, and we build a life of obedience into maturity in Jesus' holy name. Everybody said amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we put on the armor of God today. If we were busy running out the door and we forgot, we put it on right now in Jesus' holy name. We take on the... We take the shield of faith whereby we're able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. We gird about our loins with the spirit of truth. We put on the breastplate of righteousness. We shod our feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We put on the helmet of salvation and we take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. We are covered in the blood of Jesus Christ. We are the head and not the tail. We are above only and not beneath. No weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper, and every tongue that rises against us in judgment we condemn, because this is our inheritance as the saints of God. We thank you, Lord, that you are a shepherd and we shall not want, We thank you that you supplied all of our needs according to your riches and glory. And we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We cast all of our cares upon you because we know that you care for us. So right now, let's cast every care on the Lord. Every person gets to do this. Cast your care on the Lord. All of that burden and concern and anxiety and frustration and stress, that you brought with you today, hand it over to Jesus right now. Just let it go. Let it go. Just let it go. The what if, let it go. The why not, let it go. The I don't know what to do, let it go. The when, when, Lord, when, let it go. But I thought I let it go and receive his peace. That what if, what if this happens, Lord? Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Hand it over to the Lord. Let it go. Say, let it go. There it goes. It's leaving. It's leaving. Amen. Take no thought for tomorrow, no thought about your life. 
Your Heavenly Father knows what you have need of. He knows what you have need of. Mm. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Amen. Amen. Feel the presence of the Lord. Amen. Praise God. That's better, Jesus. Amen. That's so much better. Amen. Live in the moment with God. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, the strong man, and all of his evil angels and evil spirits and demonic agents, and all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, and orders. We cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan, with his agents, and with their power. We close and seal all portals, all channels, all open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong men and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attack onto the heads of the devil. Amen. Onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, reporters, watchers, listeners, peeps, whispers, familiar electronic digital technology demons. We bind their attacks and return them. All Leviathan spirits, Kundalini spirits, water and marine spirits, sex devils, all unclean spirits, passive devils, sorcery devils, seducing, womanizing drone spirits. Fordham spirits, all the voices of the stranger, the charmer, and the seducer, electronic, magnet, electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attacks, techno-paganism, and mind control by the occult. We bind all pulse, microwave, radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, and binding directed energy microwave weapons. We bind you all in the name of Jesus Christ and we return you back to your demonic beginnings in Jesus' name. We bind all pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence devils, the Havana syndrome, brain changes, injuries, all remote viewing, all sonic and audio weapons. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all whoredom spirits in their attacks, all the voices of the stranger in their attacks, all targeted radio frequencies, pulse weapons in their attacks, Microwave attacks, debilitating sonic frequencies, the work of every druid. 5G attacks in the name of Jesus Christ. Everything from the cell lights, the cell towers, coming through our cell phones, our televisions, our computers, every demonic entry, every demonic portal, we close it in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the admixture of Christianity and a religion in Jesus' name. 
We bind the, the admixture of Christianity and voodoo in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the admixture of Christianity and cultural tradition in Jesus' name. We bind the combination, the admixture of Christianity and any other false religion in the name of Jesus Christ. And we call for the judgment of the righteous judge upon all of it in Jesus' name. We bind the admixture of true Christianity, true supernatural Christianity, and the mixture of the ideas of man in Jesus' name. We bind on hypnotic and trans devils in their attack, on mystic rituals in their intent. Amen. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic art, Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, Australian, Indonesian, New Zealand, all North American, South American, indigenous groups, tribal groups, native groups. We bind those works in the name of Jesus Christ, all Caribbean and Latin American, black and white magic. We bind it in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all Morgellons attack. And every attack, we return to the senders in Jesus' name. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils and all evil spirits which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, and hyperactivity. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect and all satanic ritual abuse, devil, satanic worship, and witchcraft dedication. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity, and supplanting the gods of the people of the land the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind you in the name of Jesus. We bind mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, monitor, track. Defile, assassinate, corrupt, divide, confound, undermine, despise, attack, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generation of fools and the spirit of the fool and the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We return to sender according to the covenant. All and every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, retaliation, all avenging, all blowback. 
all vengeance, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us, astral projection, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person, or unrighteous event left behind. In the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, and the Great Reset. We bind make-believe, fantasy, and la-la land. We bind false religions, numerology, horoscopes, the spirits and works of the oppressors, and the spirit and the children of disobedience. We bind martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic practices, lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind you in the name of Jesus. We bind the king of pride and all of his underlings, and we chain you with eternal chains and darkness in Jesus' name. We bind all human, blood, demonic, sexual, financial, animal, fecal, and soulish sacrifices. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, nature worship, deception, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Basilek, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, Isis, Osiris, all gods, all goddesses, Mammon, Atlas, and Baphomet in its 72 in the name of Jesus Christ. We chain you with eternal chains unto darkness in Jesus' name. We undo the works of every demonic weapon, fireball, poison, voodoo pins, and dolls. Cold and hot spots, prompting, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, and designs in Jesus' name. We break the power of every Masonic ceremony, rite, ritual, and artifact and works in Jesus' name. And that includes every associated organization in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We break the powers of the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, and the grips in Jesus' name. And we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the pride and foolishness of our own opinions. And we return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head, according to scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcraft back on their heads as well as their mind control in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. We, Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief in accord with Calvary, and we ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. 
When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we've come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings, for all who are in authority, and all true Christians everywhere, especially Christians that are being persecuted and that were left behind in Afghanistan. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. We close, Lord, every portal that we have mentioned, and the ones, and the stargates, and every stargate, every stargate, we ask for its closing immediately, Father, in Jesus' name, that 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 you have placed behind that veil goes back and remains there in Jesus' name. We cover ourselves in our mode of transportation with the blood of Jesus. We take authority, dominion, and power over anything that would cross us in the road and cross our path. We thank you that you dispatched your roaring angels over us in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, for the word of God. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us, mentioned in in the Bible, Father. We thank you for the wall of fire with your glory in the midst. We thank you for your praising angels. We thank you for your ministering spirits. But most of all, we thank you for your presence in our midst. Amen? We thank you for your presence in our midst. We cover ourselves and our property with the blood of Jesus. We take authority over all the demons of the night that come with those dreams that nobody wants and nobody asks for in Jesus' name. We send them back. We uproot them. The poison that they intended to feed us, we give it back to them now in the name of Jesus. Take a deep breath and cough that out in Jesus' name. Cough that out, send it right back in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the fiery wall of protection around us, Father, in Jesus' name. We pull out all fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, voodoo, witchcraft, curses, and anything else sent to us, and we send it back. We return it from whence it comes according to the scriptures in Jesus' name. We cut and burn all ungodly silver cords, ley lines, soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and all other form of agreement with the demonic realm. We break down and tear down. Walls of protection around shamans, globalists, nanotechnology, Satanists, wizards, warlocks, witches, sorcerers, divinators, and such in Jesus' name. We break the power of every love spell, vex, hex, curse, spell, charm, fetish, psychic powers and thoughts, sorcery, magic, voodoo, torment, sickness, pain, destruction, incense and candle burning, hoodoo, crystals, root works, tribal rituals and sin, psychic warfare, chanting, Bewitchments, death and potions in Jesus' name. And we forbid it to flourish in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, all the works that the enemy has planted, all the plantings, we uproot them now in Jesus' name. We bind them and we send them into the spiritual cage and to the feet of Jesus for judgment. We bind spirits of spiritual blindness in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind spirits of bondage. We bind spirits of ignorance. 
and we release over the people of God the peace of God in Jesus' name. We release the peace of God over the people of God in Jesus' name. Hey, go ahead and cough that up. Come on out. Come on out. In the name of Jesus. We unroot you. Uh-huh. You were sent, but you're going back in the name of Jesus. Cough that spirit out in Jesus' holy name. Cough it all the way out. You know where it came from, just like before. Come on out. All of those spirits, come on out of God's people. The devil's been sending you stuff all week long, but we're not taking it. We're giving it back. Just giving it back in Jesus' holy name. Mm. Lord, all this oppression in the mind that the saints have been experiencing, come out of God's people. You're bound in the name of Jesus Christ. Come up and out. Come up and out of God's people. You're oppression in the mind that Satan's been sending to you. Come on out. Deep breath and cough. Take a deep breath and cough from your gut. A deep breath and cough from your gut. A deep breath. Deep breath first. Call from your gut. Call from your belly. Call from your, not your throat, your belly. Call from your belly. Yeah, do it again. Do it again. Cough into the cup. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Come on. That's right. That is. It'll come out. It's been told to come out. Spirits that have been sent to us all week long, you get up and come out of God's people in the name of Jesus Christ. The devil's been trying to leave you with things you have no business having. God didn't send that to you. That was the devil. Cough that mess out in the name of Jesus Christ. It has no right. It's trespassing. The devil is just trespassing on God's property. Amen? Trespassing on God's property. But we won't tolerate that. Amen? In the name of Jesus. All that torment that's been going on in your mind, we take authority, dominion, and power over it right now in Jesus' name. And we command you to leave God's people right now. Get up and out of them in the name of Jesus. Any pain that you've been feeling, talk that thing out. We find it in the name of Jesus Christ. Come out of God's people. Any pain, any source of pain, anywhere in your body, cough that out now in the name of Jesus. Cough it out right now in Jesus' holy name. Come on out. Come out of God's people in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Confusion. You are bound in Jesus' name. Confusion. You're bound in the name of Jesus Christ. Be subtle. You're bound in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on out of God's people. Any and every demon, come out of God's people now. Whether your name's been called or not, we bind you in the name of Jesus. We chain you with eternal things and darkness. Take a deep breath, saints, and cough from your gut and cough it out in the name of Jesus Christ. Every spirit that was transferred to you, people been touching you all week long, implanting their demons in you, cough those things out right now in the name of Jesus. Come on out. Come out of God's people in the name of Jesus Christ. 
spirits that have been coming down your family line. They left once, but they're back now with a vengeance. Bound in Jesus' name. Come up and out in the name of Jesus Christ. Sex devils have been attacking you. Come on out. Bound in the name of Jesus Christ. Spirits left on your property because people came and had to do things there. Come on out in the name of Jesus Christ. People you've had interaction with all week. They brought their devil and deposited some of it with you. You're bound in Jesus' name. Come on out in the name of Jesus. Come on, uncross your legs, uncross your arms, uncross your legs, uncross your arms. Deep breath and calm in Jesus' holy name. Break it, break it, break it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now take a deep breath and allow the Holy Spirit to fill those empty places, the holy fire of God to come and burn those spirits out in Jesus' name. We want to thank you and give you prayer. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Bondages breaking, bondages breaking, bondages breaking in Jesus' name. Bondages breaking in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Devil's mark, we erase you with the blood of Jesus. Woo! Devil's mark, come up and out in the name of Jesus. Come out in Jesus' name. Come on out. Come on out in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, sweep the house with the blood of Jesus. Sweep the house with the blood of Jesus. Sweep the house with the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your warring angels assisting, Father, in Jesus' holy name. Well, saints, today the Lord's going to talk to us about this interesting subject. He says, continue to trust him. Continue to trust him. Romans chapter 8, beginning with verse 16. Romans chapter 8 in the New Testament. Romans chapter 8 beginning with verse 16. Romans chapter 8, beginning with verse 16. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. 
that we may be also glorified together. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Amen? God's Holy Spirit is speaking to each of us. The Holy Spirit is speaking to each of us. Amen? Amen. I don't, there we go. Praise the Lord. Praise the name of Jesus. Oh, I know why that is. That's because of that. Okay. Amen. Praise God. Yeah. Oh, oh, thank you. Perfect. Thank you very much. Amen. Slight technical difficulty, but we overcome them, don't we? Amen. God's Holy Spirit is speaking to each of us, and he has reminded us that we are, in truth, God's children. We're not orphans. We're not orphans. We're God's children. You know, we're not hobos on a freight train trying to find a way. We have some place. In this world He's given it to us Amen He's given it to us He speaks this truth To us Very deeply In our hearts Very deeply In our hearts Because of this Belonging to God As his children We have access To the treasures of God we have access to the treasures of God. All that our Father bestowed on the Lord Jesus is to a measure released to us. See, when Jesus went back, not only did he get a name above all names that he allows us to use, he received many treasures. And to a degree, we have been bestowed with those blessings. Amen? We will, in time, share in his glory. But for now, we must share in his suffering. Nobody wants to do that part. Well, guess what? It's a part of the package. Amen? This suffering which all of God's children endure, does not exceed and cannot be compared to the glory that will be revealed in us then. Then. We have a then that we're on the way to. So, saints, we must choose to continue in our trust in the Lord. Well, I, I, I trust the Lord. Sure you do. But he's calling you to greater trust. 
See, you don't get to say, okay, I have trust. Okay, so I'm going to sit down right here and I'm going to stay here. No. You need to get up because there's more trust for you to have. There's a place for you to grow to. Amen? Amen? Amen. And we believe in growing here. We must remain committed to our God. No, you can't hop on and then hop off and then, okay, I feel like I'm getting left behind. So you want to hop back on again. That's not how this works. You get on, you hold on, and you stay on till the end. That's how this works. Amen? Amen. We must develop in perseverance. We must develop in perseverance. In the name of Jesus, we must resist cowardice and fear. But I'm scared. Scared of what? Scared of what? Jesus has already defeated the devil. There's nothing that people can do to you and get away with it. So what are you scared of? I know, you can't be really still scared of your shadow. You outgrew that a long time ago. So now, now what, what are you going to be scared of? Well, I don't know what's going to happen next. Well, you know who will be there when it happens, don't you? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So what are you scared of? Amen? Amen. Sometimes we have to have a little talk with self and say, look here, you're being ridiculous. You know that God loves you, that he's going to protect you and care for you no matter what happens. So why are you going into this anxiety thing? It's a sin. It's just the devil. And you have to talk to yourself like that and help yourself to think what the Bible says. Amen? We have to teach ourselves to think what the Bible says. Amen? In the name of Jesus, we must resist cowardice, and we must resist fear. We must refuse to become broken in spirit and depressed and dismayed and unnerved with the loss. You know, most of us will be going along all right for a little while, and then something comes along, some little thing happens, and then we get all upset and get all flustered and just go and no. No. Pull, your, pull self back. Say, self, no, 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 no. A minute ago, we were in peace. We're going to stay here. We're not moving. We've done this before. We've seen this before. You start with one little thing to unnerve me, and then I blow that off. And then you come back, devil, with a second thing, and then I blow that off. And you wait till I'm busy doing something and not paying attention to you, and here you come with the third thing, and I'm supposed to just explode. No, I'm not. I'm not doing it. That game is over. We're not playing that one anymore. I bind you and all your efforts in the name of Jesus. I'm keeping my peace. Amen? Amen. Amen. Trials may press upon us, but we cannot cave into them. That's a no-no. 
You have the very power of the Holy Spirit living in your body. Our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost. He, he, he did everything that you see, all the sky, all the stars, the sun, the moon, the water, the trees, the whole program. He handled you. He's handled everybody else that came before you and all that are coming after you. He is not lacking in power at all. So what are you upset about? Amen? What what are you upset about? You see, no one has asked you that you put on a super saint outfit and go around all masked up bragging that you can defeat every foe in 10 minutes. Nobody asked you to do all that. You don't have to play Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman, Spider-Man, or any of them other folks who showed up. You don't even have to do Barney Fife. You don't have to do any of that. You don't have to do Mighty Mouse. You don't have to do Popeye. You can let all of that go away. You have Jesus. You have your Heavenly Father. You have God the Holy Spirit. You have an innumerable company of angels. Really, you ought to be set for life. Amen? Amen. Amen. No one's asking all of that stuff out of you. However, the Father is on his throne expecting your presence. He's waiting for you. He knows what your limitations are, but do you know what they are? Yes, he already knows just how much you can bear. He has all the strength and all the power that you'll ever need, and he is still waiting for you. When you wake up and turn over, he's there waiting. When you fall asleep and forget to say any kind of prayer at all, he's still waiting. This world has an abundance of suffering for everyone. So do not fear you will not be left out. Sinner or saint, suffering is coming your way. Our Father, in his loving wisdom, has chosen to allow trials, temptations, and troubles into every single life. In fact, if you didn't have any trouble, you wouldn't be a Christian now, now would you? Amen. So that's why we tell you, you loving parents and grandparents and aunties and uncles and godparents and whomever you may be, that when your loved ones have problems, you're supposed to ask the Lord to use that problem to draw them to him. It doesn't mean it's time for you to go on a seven-alarm fire alert and try to pray the thing away. You've been busy asking God to save their soul. Well, he allows some trouble to get their attention. But then in all your infinite wisdom, you decide to pray the very thing that God sent to get their attention away. Don't do that. 
You give yourself extra work. Amen? It's just not wise. You ask God to take their trouble and to use it his way in their lives. And then you pray for them to yield to him. But you don't stand there praying the trouble away. Because then you got to go through this again and again and again. You keep going around that same mountain over and over and over. And by now, you ought to be good and busy because you've done that a few times. Trouble doesn't last always, but it's supposed to work a purpose in our lives. Amen? And if you keep getting in the way, if you keep getting in God's way, when he allows trouble to come to teach us something and to teach your loved ones something and to help get their attention, um, he's going to have a little chat with you. How about that? Amen? Amen. So pray according to his will, not according to your own. Amen. Amen. You see, our Father in his loving wisdom has chosen to allow trials and temptations and trouble into every single life. He even allows Satan to go around causing trouble, but not forever, but not forever. Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10. Where that put that Okay. All right. Let's go to Acts chapter 10 this way. Amen. Amen. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Satan went about oppressing people, but not forever. He went about oppressing folks, but it wasn't the whole time. He couldn't. Well, why couldn't he, Pastor? Well, he couldn't because God wouldn't let him. He sent Jesus to step in and make the difference. Amen? He sent Jesus. So let's go to 1 John chapter 3. 1 John. That's at the back. Back there with the... Book of Revelation. Go backwards. If you hit Revelation, go back the other way. First John, chapter 3. There we go. And, oh, I'm going to verse 8. And I'm starting in the middle. For the devil sinneth, from the beginning. For this purpose, 
the Son of God was manifested. He was made known that he might destroy the works of the devil. That he might destroy the works of the devil. So I have come today in the name of the Lord to instruct, seeing as many are still oppressing themselves. Perhaps this God will give repentance to the acknowledging of the truth so that you may recover yourselves out of the snare of the devil and that the Lord will have mercy upon those who are grievously vexed with demons. Amen? God loves us, and it is within his power to cause all things to work together for our good. Yet, we are not going to like all of those things. We're not going to like it all. It's just not going to work out that way, amen? Some of the elements that our Father will use to develop our faith are downright unpleasant. We just don't care for it at all. Yet if those elements were omitted, we would not develop the perseverance and resilience and faith that we will require to overcome that which will befall us. You see, it's not just here. It's stuff up the road waiting for us. And so we've got to grow. We've got to get what we need because there's some more stuff coming up the road. If we neglect to get what we need at this stage, when we get to the next one, we'll be deficient. And that's not the Father's will. So we can't afford to goof off. We have to bind our thoughts. We have to bind our pride. We have to bind our foolishness in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. That's the way it really is in real life. That's the way it is when we're walking with God. Resilience is the ability to spring back, to bounce back, to recover strength and buoyancy quickly. Not five years, no, quickly. To come back, to snap back. It's important to have that quality. God has put the seeds for it in us. We have to allow it to come forth. The palm tree is indeed designed for the environment in which it grows. The palm tree has very, very deep roots, which grow downward. They do not spread out. They grow downward. And they grow downward more than the tree grows up. As it grows, it takes hold of the ground and burrows itself into the earth. This is important. When the breeze blows, and as the winds increase in velocity, they have a visible effect on standing structures and trees. During hurricanes, tropical storms, and tornadoes, Palm trees respond with resilience. Palm trees respond 
with resilience. They bend over. They bend over in response to the strength of the prevailing wind. As the wind subsides, they spring back. They bounce back. They are resilient. Other trees break and lose their branches. We know we've cleaned some of them up. Still others are pushed over in wet soil and widespread roots. You see, I've seen an oak tree that had roots that spread all the way through two front yards. But it had rained so much and the ground was so wet that when the hurricane-force wind swept through, no matter how old that oak tree was and how big it was and how much shade it gave, it knocked the whole thing over. But not with the palm tree. The palm tree bends in the wind, and as the wind subsides, it stands back up again. Amen? You see, God put in you some of what's in the palm tree. But if you don't ever have any prevailing winds in your life, you'll never develop it, you'll never know you've got it, and other people won't see God's glory in you displayed. We know God put that in the palm tree because we watch it when the wind blows and we watch it snap back. We know God did that. Well, people need to see that in your life. They need to see God in you. When the prevailing winds of your life show up, they need to see you do just what the palm tree does, stand right back up again. But you see, if there's never any wind, if there's never any adversity, if there's never any trial or suffering or problem, they'll never see it. And you won't know who's really living in you. Amen? Amen. Very good. You see, the palm tree returns to its rightful stance. When the storm is over, God must allow trouble in our world and in our lives because we must share in overcoming. Jesus overcame. So must we all. If you're going to share glory with him, you've got to share with what he went through to get there. Amen? Amen. There must be a challenge, a problem, a trial in order to gain a victory. In order to get trophies, you've got to do something to get them, right? You've got to overcome something. You've got to put on display what God put in you. Well, that's the way it is. Amen. We must endure our cross before we receive a crown. Yes, once we get to heaven, we're going to place these crowns at Jesus' feet. But you need to get one first. 
Others may work evil against us, but our God will use it for our good. Others may work evil against us, but God will use it for our good. Let's go to Nehemiah. Nehemiah. Amen. Let's try this. Ah, there it is. Nehemiah. Chapter 9, verse 33. Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 33. We have to be able to recover because God is on display in our lives. And believe me, there's always somebody looking. They're looking to judge. They're looking to find fault. They're looking to criticize. But God wants them looking so they can see him living in you. Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 33. How be it thou art just in all that thou hast wrought upon us? For thou hast done right, but we have done wickedly. Let's go to Psalms, the book of Psalms. It's not far away. It's in the Old Testament. Psalm 119, verse 75. Psalm 119, verse 75. Psalm 119, verse 75. I know, O Lord, that thy judgments are right, and that thou in faithfulness hast afflicted me. We don't consider our afflictions to be God's faithfulness, but he is being faithful. He told us that we had to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. He's being faithful to get us in line. Amen? We don't like it, but he likes the outcome. Amen. Jeremiah, Old Testament, Jeremiah 17, verse 10. Jeremiah, chapter 17, verse 10. Jeremiah, chapter 17, verse 10. I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the rain. Yes, he tries your emotion. He surely does. Yes, that's why we went around binding stuff because some of that he didn't like. I try the reins, even to give, see, he's got a point to it, to give every man according to his way. See, your heart is tried, your emotions are tried, to give you according to your way, not according to your sister's way, not according to your grandma's way according to your own ways, and according to the fruit of your doings. Amen? Amen. Amen. God corrects and chastens all whom he loves. God corrects and chastens. He disciplines everybody that he loves. 
If you get a spanking from God, it's because he loves you and because he wants you to stop doing what got you in trouble. Amen. Hebrews chapter 12, beginning with verse 5. Hebrews chapter 12, beginning with verse 5. And have ye forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children? He's talking to you as though you're his child, because you are. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. Don't go into that, oh, don't do that. Just take it. Amen? Don't go into your pity party, salt, pout, and wine activity. That's not going to help. Amen? Amen? And besides, you get in trouble for doing that. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourges every son whom he receiveth. If you're his and you get in trouble, you're going to get the same thing that everybody else gets that are his when they get in trouble. Amen? Amen. All right. If you endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? Amen? If you're a son, you're going to be disciplined because you're going to learn to live, to believe, to think, to walk, to talk, and to act like Jesus. You're not just going to do every which way you want to do. That only lasts for a season. The pleasure of sin only lasts for a season. And here comes God to correct. And when he says that's enough of that, he means that's enough. Amen? Verse 8, but if you be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, everybody participates in this, then you're bastards and you're not real sons. And that's not funny. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us. No, we didn't like that either. And we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? He's not going to kill us. He's just going to straighten our little wayward ways right out, our little backwardnesses. He's coming after that. For they verily for a few days chastened us after their own pleasure, but he for our profit, that we might be partakers of his holiness. That's the point. He wants us to be participants in his holiness. So we got to get this little mess that we like to play around in and dabble in cleaned up because that's just not fitting when you're walking in his holiness. Now, no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, after it's all over, 
it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. When it's all over, when you can finally come out of time out with God, and he'll let you do a thing or two again. You're going to walk in righteousness more than you did before. Wherefore, lift up the hands which hands which hang down and the feeble knees, he says. Come on, let's get it together. You got in trouble. I came to correct you. Now let's do the right thing. Let's do the right thing. And let's learn to do it consistently. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 11. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 11. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 11. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord. Don't get in a huff because God got on your case. Don't get an attitude with God because you did the wrong thing and he's trying to tell you to stop and you won't do it. You're going to keep doing what you feel like doing anyway. And he gets on your case. Don't get a wrong attitude. Neither be weary of his correction because he's trying to work that quality out of you that keeps you in rebellion. For whom the Lord loveth, he corrected. Expect the correction. It's the love of God. Even as a father, the son in whom he delighted. God is not saying that he's mad at you and doesn't love you. No, he's going to say this to you. I had to crucify my son who was sinless on the cross, so that you have an opportunity to walk with me. Now it's time for you to walk like my son walked. And it's time for you to drop off things that you know are wrong. My spirit has convicted you. Your pastor has preached. You've read it in the word. You just don't want to deal with it. So it's time. It's time to bring correction. Because at the next stage, if you still have this habit in you, it's going to be very bad for you. And you might not pass the test that time. Okay? See, God loves us. And he wants the very best things to happen to us. Face it, saints, when we go the wrong way, we need to be corrected in his love. We need it, or else we'll just keep going the wrong way with nothing to stop us, and we'll end up in a ditch. Who wants to go in a ditch? Revelation chapter 3, verse 19. Revelation chapter 3, all the way to the back of the Bible. Revelation Chapter 3, verse 19. Revelation, chapter 3, verse 19. As many as I love. Well, God loves everybody. 
As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. So since he loves you, know that you will be rebuked and you will be chastened in his love. And then he gives us some instruction. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Don't sit there with that cocky little attitude. Get on to the repenting part. Amen? No do the, you know, the gloss over. Oh, Lord, I'm sorry. No, get right to it. Lord, I did this and this and this, and that is wrong. I'm not blaming it on the devil. That was my fault. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We don't have to like it. It's not a requirement. We don't have to like it. Just receive it in love. Don't get an attitude. Don't have your jaws all swollen up with hot air. That's not love. That's a bad attitude. That's rebellion. That'll get you in some more trouble. Amen. It is the truth. Our God indeed corrects the righteous, yet he punishes us less than our sins deserve. Thank you, Lord. We must continue to trust him even when we don't understand because he is the one who understands what is best for us. We must continue to trust him even when we don't understand because he is the one who understands what really is the best for us. Many times we bring suffering to ourselves through our sins and disobedience. Well, now that wasn't too bright. So you don't want to practice Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 7. You don't feel like it. So you're just not going to do it. Well, that's not going to work. He says for us to practice it every day. So you want to just keep following your own emotions and thoughts. It's way too much effort, you think, to ask the Holy Spirit first. You just don't feel like that. You've got something you've got to do, and you've got to get finished by, and so you're not asking the Holy Spirit. You're just going to do what you want to do. Well, saints, so you keep resorting to your old wicked way. But those are the ways that we're turning away from. So here comes the correction. Amen. Here comes the correction. So let's praise the Lord for his goodness toward the children of men. We're going to get corrected. We're not going to like it. But he's going to punish us less than what we deserve. Amen. Amen. See, he loves us. Job chapter 4, verse 8. Job chapter 4, verse 8. Job, Old Testament, chapter 4, verse 8. 
even as I have seen they that plow iniquity and sow wickedness reap the same. If we sowed it, we're going to reap it. Amen? If we sowed it, know that we're going to reap it. When you sow a seed in the ground, you get a plant. You give it sunlight and some water, you're going to get a plant. And then you're going to get a crop. And then you're going to get a bumper crop and another bumper crop and another bumper crop. And God's not liking that crop. It's one of those crops that was there for a long time, and you just ignored it like it was nothing to it. He says, now I'm ready to deal with that. Now I'm ready to deal with it. Well, you didn't say anything before. Now I'm ready to deal with that right there. And so, saints, don't try to hide. There's no place to hide from God. Don't try to, you know, try to get out. You know my brother used to have this thing. Every time my mother got after him, he had this little song. Mama, please give me one more chance. Mama, please give me one more chance. I mean, that boy sang that thing. I said, child, please, just take the whooping and get finished. No. Mama, please give me one more chance. And then, of course, she's going to chastise him anyway because he's going to do it every single time. It, you know, he gets punished, and then, okay, he'd be all right for a little while. And give him time, he's right back into some more foolishness. And here we go again with that same song, one more time. Parents, if you have to discipline your child frequently, don't get discouraged. You know, you have this child over here, you can speak to them and they change. But you got this other one over here, you got to stay on their case every day. Well, it's the same thing with God. He's got some children he can speak to, and others he can just look at them and they go, yes, sir, I'm wrong. But he's got others. He's got to get on their cases all the time. You know, just as children are different, we're all different. And there's some areas where a certain child will comply, but there's this other area over there, they're stubborn as a don't know what, and they just won't submit. So God has children like that too. That's why he lets you enjoy that when you get your children. You get to see the trouble you've been giving him. Amen. It encourages you to want to be more obedient. Amen. It's all for good. Yes. Mm-hmm. God is serious about this thing, you know. Jeremiah, chapter 5, verse 25. Jeremiah, chapter 5, verse 25. You say, but Lord, my children are grown and they're still acting like I didn't teach them anything. Well, my dear, go into the bathroom and look in that mirror so you can see that there's still things in you. God didn't teach you that, but you're still doing it. Mm-hmm. Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 25. Your iniquity 
have turned away these things. God's saying there's nice things that you would have gotten, but you were having an attitude that day. He planned to give you something and to do this and to do that, but you were having an attitude. You know how that works. And so you missed out on your good thing that day because you were still pouting. Mm-hmm. And your sins have withholding good things from you. You know, there's certain people, you know, they have this uh, generational tendency to commit a certain sin. And they keep asking God for something better. But until God can get you to be truthful with him and to open up about that certain kind of sin from your past that, yes, you repented of and it's over, so he can not only teach you not to do that, but he can clean the roots of that out of you, you can't go on to that nice thing he has for you because the roots of that thing is still in you. In given time, it will come forth and ruin that good gift he was going to give you. So sometimes we have to wait because God has some more digging to do in us. And we don't like that, but it's good for us. We don't like it. It doesn't feel good, but it's good to us and it's good for us. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. And some of us, we just love drama and turmoil way too much. We're the ones, drama and turmoil, that must be my neighbors. Let me jump in there. Some of us, Just like that. That's just the way we are. If there's something going on, we're right in the middle of it. We just don't know how to stay out of trouble. God gets us out of trouble. You sit there. Okay, that lasts a whole week. The next week, something starts up, and you're right back in the middle of it. Amen. But we're growing up, saints. We're growing up. Psalm 78. Psalm 78, beginning with verse 32. Psalm 78, verse 32. God's not excited about unbelief. Trust me, he's not. (laughs) He is not happy about that. Verse 32, Psalm 78, verse 32. For all this they sinned still. For all this they sinned still and believed not for his wondrous work. Therefore, their days did he consume in vanity, and their years in trouble. Hmm. Psalm 89, beginning with verse 30. Psalm 89, beginning with verse 30. Psalm 89, beginning with verse 30. If his children... Forsake my law and walk not in my judgment. If they break my statutes and keep not my commandments, then will I visit their transgression with the rod. Then will I visit their transgression with the rod 
and their iniquity with strife. If his children forsake my law and walk not in my judgment, if they break my statutes and keep not my commandments, then will I visit their transgression with the rod and their iniquity with strife. He's an on-time God, saint. Psalm 107, verse 17. Psalm 107, verse 17. Psalm 107, verse 17. Fools, because of their transgression and because of their iniquity, are in afflicted. Because of their transgression, and because of their iniquity, they are afflicted. That's right. If that's ringing your bell, just put your initials right there. Jeremiah, chapter 30, verse 15. Jeremiah, chapter 30, verse 15. Jeremiah, chapter 30, Old Testament. Verse 15, why criest thou for thine affliction? What are you making all that fuss for because you're getting, because you got a spanking, because you got discipline, because you got put in time out, because you got told no? What are you fussing for? What are you crying about? You were wrong. You knew you were wrong. You did it anyway. And so you were afflicted, and now you want to cry about it. Thy sorrow is incurable for the multitude of thine iniquity. Not only did you do wrong, but you kept on doing wrong. And you kept on doing wrong. And you kept on doing the exact same thing over and over and over again. Because thy sins were increased, I have done these things unto thee. You see, at some point, God's got to get your attention. He's got to get your attention and say, whoa, this is not my way. This is not my will. This is wrong. And sometimes God's been calling for us to pay attention to what he's saying, and we've just been tuning him in. But he will eventually get our attention. Amen? He says, because thy sins were increased, I have done these things unto thee. Amen. He's a good God. It is a very serious offense to disbelieve. Remember when the ladies, when the sisters went back from the garden and told them that Jesus was not in the tomb, the stone was rolled away, and that he had risen from the dead, and they didn't want to believe him? And so when he comes in and walks right through that wall and they freak out, then he gets on their case for refusing to believe. After he 
greets them, he gets right on their case for refusing to believe the women's testimony because the women don't want the truth. And he had already told them that that was what was going to happen. So the women came back with a confirming word saying, okay, it's happened. The stone is rolled away. He's not in the grave anymore. He rose, and an angel told us such and such and such and such. And so we're back here to tell you what he said, and they didn't want to believe it. So when Jesus comes through the wall, you know, he didn't bother to use the door. There was just no point. Then they don't know what to say. They don't know what to say. You know, they're sitting there with their mouths hanging open. They, they, they'll cry every, cry every tear they can cry. They run out of tears. The women come in with the good news, and they don't want to hear it. So when Jesus comes in, he's got to get on their case. Things don't be that way. When Jesus comes along, no matter who he sends to tell you, it's going to get better. Believe it. That was your word of encouragement. Believe it. Amen. Praise the Lord. God doesn't like that. It's a very serious offense to disbelieve God's word and to walk in disobedience to his word. Yet there are many of us who suffer because of our determination to be obedient and righteous, too. What? That's right. There is suffering and persecution because you are doing the right thing. Satan comes to get you off of doing the right thing. He will oppose you. For a long time, I just did not understand it. I was living right, breathing right. I didn't know about a bunch of open doors and stuff yet. I hadn't learned that. But I knew I wasn't doing anything bad. I knew I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. And I just could not figure out where all these problems kept coming from. I was doing the right thing. I was doing things I had studied in the Word. And I learned that that's what pleased God. And I was doing those things. And it wasn't until my pastor stood up in the pulpit and said that the devil will attack you and oppose you because you're doing right. You see, when you get determined to be obedient and righteous, the devil will come to get you off that path. And he will really press against you because he doesn't want you to stay there doing what's right consistently. It brings the, the blessing of the Lord. Amen? It brings the blessing of the Lord. You keep saying, Lord, why is this happening to me? I don't know of any sin that I'm committing, and I've closed every open door that I'm aware of. Well, let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, beginning with verse 23. How is it the devil can buffet me and I'm not doing anything wrong, Lord? This isn't making any sense, you say. Well, 
Corinthians chapter 11, beginning with verse 23, Paul explains what happens when you walk in the will of God. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more. In labors more abundant. In stripes above measure. In prisons more frequent. In death, plural, often. They've been trying to kill me for a long time. Of the Jews, five times I received 40 stripes, save one. But he's busy trying to convince the Jews to come to Jesus. Thrice I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. That's a lot of fun, getting stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. So there's three times they beat him with rods. There was one time they stoned him. There were three times he suffered shipwreck. A day and a night he was out in the water in the deep. In journeying often, in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils of mine own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, O-F-T-E-N, in cold and nakedness. Besides those things that are without, that which cometh upon me daily, the care of all the churches. In addition to all of that stuff, I have to care for every church that I've established, all the places where the Christians are, where the new believers are. Who is weak and I'm not weak? Who is offended and I burn not? If I must needs glory, I will glory of the things which concern mine infirmity. So you see, saints, when you answer your call, whatever that may be to God, even if your call is to minister to that little lady down the street and keep being nice to her and keep telling her about Jesus, so she can get saved. Even if that's the thing you're you're really here to get done. I know of a sister who's gone on to be with the Lord. She was a maid. And she worked for this lady on the other side of town. And as she cleaned that lady's house and did her laundry and went and shopped for her and all of this and all of that, she witnessed to that lady all the time. All the time. And when that lady died, she was saved. You see, that may be the thing you're here to do. Some people think they need a pulpit and lights and a microphone and all this. No. You just need to be wherever God needs you to be doing what God wants you to do. That's the general idea. I never wanted a podium and a microphone in life. Well, I got them anyway. <laughs> you know, I got it anyway. I didn't even ask for this. But God wanted. He wanted to use me this way. 
And so this is the way it is. Some people think that because they spend their time witnessing to the little children in the neighborhood that that's not important. But I've got news for you. Yes, it is. It's important to the Lord. He said, suffer not the little children to come unto me. He wants the little children to come to him. That's a very important position. It's extremely important, as a matter of fact, in this time. Some people think that whatever it is God calls them to do, it's too, it's too unimportant because a lot of people don't know about it. No, dear. A lot of those people in a lot of those pulpits with those big screens and dots, some of them ain't going to make heaven, dear. They're called pulpiteers. They're not going to make heaven. You brighten the corner where you are. Someone far from harbor, you may guide across the bar, just like lighthouses did. You brighten the corner where you are. Wherever that is, whatever God has you doing. You got a pulpit, the minute you open your mouth, there it is, whether you can see it or not. Amen. You pray for somebody in the produce department, there it is, that's what you're supposed to be doing. Amen. Amen. You stay up all night and you pray for these people that have come across your path and you asking God to help them. That's what you're supposed to be doing. God's got enough phony people pretending to be something he didn't call them to be. You be what he calls you to be wherever you are in life. So you're a carpenter. And you figure God can't use a carpenter. I got news for you. He was one. Whatever God has you doing, you do it heartily as unto the Lord. And you witness wherever you go, whether it's in the post office or in the meat department or somewhere else. You're a mail carrier, you do it to the glory of God. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. This is the way God intends for it to be. So, in Acts chapter 9, beginning with verse 15, God had a conversation with Ananias right after he knocked Saul of Tarsus off his high horse. See, somebody had to go minister to Saul of Tarsus because the Christians were scared of him for good reason. God couldn't send just anybody. He picked one person, Ananias. And the Lord said to him after he told him what he wanted him to do, go thy way, get up and get going, for he is a chosen vessel unto me. I picked him out to bear my name before the Gentiles and before kings and the children of Israel, for I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. And we just read the list of those things he had to suffer for Jesus' name. 
He had to suffer in the will of God doing what God called him to do. And Ananias went his way. See, he was obedient. Entered into the house and putting his hands on him, brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, has sent me that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. So you thought Ananias' assignment wasn't that great? Well, it's listed here in Scripture. It's nothing to sneeze at. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Jesus spoke with Ananias, explaining Saul of Tarsus' situation. God intended to use Saul mightily for his kingdom, but much persecution and suffering accompanies the call of God. Jesus suffered. When? Well, let's go to Acts 3. Acts chapter 3, beginning with verse 17. Jesus suffered. Acts chapter 3, verse 17. And now, brethren, I want that thou through ignorance did ye, ye did it, as did also your rulers. But those things which God before hath showed by the mouth of all his prophets that Christ should suffer, he has so fulfilled. You see, God foretold through the prophets that Jesus was going to suffer. Well, he did. He fulfilled his mission. Amen? The apostles suffered. Acts chapter 5, verse 40. Acts chapter 5, verse 40. The apostles suffered. And to him they agreed. And when they had called the apostles, Sister Annette, show her where to go, please. Acts chapter 5, verse 40, and to him they agreed. And when they had called the apostles and beaten them, they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. And they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. And daily, after they got beaten, suffered shame, went through all that humiliation, was talked about by everybody that could talk. And daily in the temple and in every house, they cease not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. They didn't quit. They didn't back up, back off, or back down. Amen? Amen. We all suffer due to persecution by unbelievers and evil persons. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 12. 2 Timothy chapter 2, 
verse 12. 2 Timothy, chapter 2, verse 12. Amen. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. Amen? Amen. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 8. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 8. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel. Be a participant of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. With the grace God has given you, be a partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. You know, I told you the other day of the J6 prisoners. They haven't actually done what they're accused of doing. Some of them, God deliberately sent them into the situation. God deliberately sent them into the situation. They're standing in his name, falsely accused. Amen? Suffering causes us to seek the Lord more intensely. It refines and purifies us. Obedience. It humbles us. It makes us more fruitful, more patient, wiser, and more compassionate. Don't forget that the comforter himself is always near. Our attitude should be to suffer according to the will of God, committing the keeping of our souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. Amen? We ought always pray and not give up. God will strengthen us that we may become joyful in our tribulation. Amen? Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our Father, which hath loved us, and hath given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace. Comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work. And the people of God said amen, amen, and amen. Pastor loves you, church. Go back and recast and let the Lord bless you. Amen? Amen. Amen. You die. 